0: Welcome to Meet the Musician at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's moderator, senior editor for Billboard, Alex Gale. How's it going, everybody? Uh, As you all probably know, or I assume you know, considering how crowded it is right now, we're here for Alessia Cara. Uh, Applause, applause, applause. Yep. She just put out her debut album, uh, Know It All. It's fantastic, as I'm sure you all probably already know. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Alessia Cara. (laughs) Here she is, here she is, here she is. (laughs) What's going on? Welcome.
1: Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate it.
0: So how does it feel to finally have this album out?
1: It feels amazing. I mean, it's been two years in the making, literally, and then 19 years in the making, mentally. (laughs) But it's, it's just so cool to finally get it out. You know, I've had to hide these songs for so long and make sure no one else heard them and keep them safe and now the whole world can hear them and that's awesome. I'm so glad that, you know, it's out finally.
0: And you've been performing some of them and, and uh, some of them I remember hearing they were maybe going to be on the EP but then weren't. Yeah, um, yeah. What's the reaction been like for you so far? Just from, crowd, from the crowd. I mean, it looks pretty good to me.
1: Yeah, the fact that people are here is awesome. Thank you. Um, the reaction has been amazing. You know, when you release one song, you're always worried about how people are going to react to the other ones. You know, you're always like, ah, I just hope they like the other stuff, and I hope that they don't think I'm just one type of artist. But everyone has been so amazing, and they've embraced the EP and the album like so, so well. So I'm glad, relieved and glad. <laughs>
0: Speaking of one song, I'm sure what you're referring to would be Here, right? Yes. Everyone knows that song, or else you wouldn't be here. <laughs> um, was it? So that song is very different than the rest of the album um, yeah. in some ways. Were you nervous about making that song your first statement?
1: Um... I don't think I was nervous. I think that was the right choice for me. And I just kind of had this gut feeling that that's what I wanted to go with. And, you know, as, as a new artist, it's always good to make a first impression and to kind of stamp yourself and say, this is who I am as an artist. And I thought that song would do that perfectly. You know, it would kind of take me away from the pool of, of everyone else and, and just saying, this is what I'm about and this is me. And, yeah.
0: What do you think it was specifically, like in the message of that song that really represents you?
1: Um, I think it... You know, it's just me saying that I, I'm brave enough to say that, you know what, just because this is what everyone else is saying, that parties are so amazing. Because for those who don't know, I wrote a song about this party that I hated and I felt so uncomfortable at. So I really wanted to show a different perspective, and I wanted to say, like, this is me, and, you know, there's, there are kids who don't enjoy stuff like this, and there are kids who don't feel like going to these places, and I'm one of them, and I'm not afraid to say that. And, yeah, <laughs> that's just what it was about, pretty much.
0: When was the last time that you were actually at a party that, like that, that inspired <laughs> fear? Like, a, hard, a party that you just had to leave? Because now, now that you're becoming a star, you probably have to go to like, all types of parties that you don't want to be at all the time.
1: <laughs> um, you know what? You'd think, but I, th- I think based on my song, people just don't invite me because they, they just get, I don't know. But I haven't been invited to one, which is good for me. <laughs> but yeah, they just don't invite me anymore, which is good.
0: I'm sure after this album you're going to have to go to so many horrible parties. (laughs) Oh gosh.
1: (laughs) Um, We'll probably have some here part two and three and four and all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Do you think it's important or do you think one reason that this song has sort of taken off is that there's not a lot of songs out most songs are kind of about celebration. You turn on the radio it's about having a party.
1: Yeah. It's not
0: about not wanting to be at a party. Yeah.
1: It's true and I feel like at first it was kind of iffy for me because it's kind of like a not a miserable song but it's very it's not very uplifting and it's not very you know but it's just it's just about making a statement and saying you know what this this is my perspective and no one ever talks about that one person who's not enjoying themselves you know and and if people can write about heartbreak and sad stuff why can't i write about not having fun at a party i think that you can write about anything and make anything you know into a song so i thought why not it's a cool perspective
0: And uh, tell us about the video, because if I recall, the video is also specifically inspired by that party as well.
1: Yes, yeah. I invited all the real people from the party to play their actual roles in the video. So the guy throwing up is the real guy who's throwing up at the party and and all that stuff. So I really wanted to recreate it like the best that I could just to to really paint that picture again, just for everybody to understand what it was like, because the song itself is so visual. So I thought the video should match that and be exactly what was going on. So... That's, that's what it was, those are the real people.
0: <laughs> and how do you think it's different from the rest of the album?
1: Um, I think conceptually it fits in perfectly. Um, because it's just you know the whole album i think is about youth and growing up and what that's like Um, and there's you know there's themes of rebellion there's themes of vulnerability and i think here fits in perfectly with that but i think sonically it it stands out because it has this 90s kind of trip-hop vibe um, that really inspires me and it's, it's part of one of my influences but i think the whole album in general is just really sonically different and the thing that keeps it cohesive is the concept but sonically it's kind of everywhere there's like bits of Trip hop. There's like old school. There's ballads. There's pop. There's like everything.
0: And your voice keeps it consistent too, which is just a Mm. beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. Um, And so all the different sounds. Has anyone actually been like surprised, or um, have you gotten any almost negative feedback? Because a lot of people when they first heard the song, I mean. I think it's an amazing album, but Thank you. Uh, when they first heard the song, a lot of people thought you were, probably because you're on Def Jam, maybe thought that it was going be you were going to be a straight ahead R&B artist yeah. or more of a hip hop influenced artist, but it's a yeah. pop album overall, I'd
1: say. It is, yeah. I'd say it's probably like alternative pop, pretty much, yeah. That's, yeah that, that was one thing that I was kind of iffy about, again, because I just put out a song that was one way, and that's why I think it was important for me to release the EP before the album, so I could give people a taste of who I am as an artist and say, like, look, this is who I am. There's I have pop music, I have R&B, I have ballads, I have this kind of sound. So, you know, it's not like I just had one song and then I released an album of 13 songs that are completely different. You know, I didn't want to shock people like that. I just wanted to show people ahead of time like this is who I am, you know, before I release the big guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, to go back to the beginning just uh, you know, of your life even before your career. Um, you're from Toronto and it's actually interesting to me some of the album Toronto. Yes. This in Toronto. Okay, hey. okay. All right. Specifically
1: Brampton. Are you, do you guys know where Brampton is? Brampton. Yeah. yeah? Awesome. Yeah, that's where I'm from, specifically Right, it's, a, it's yeah. a
0: small town outside of Toronto, yeah, so right? Yeah, like just
1: outside Toronto, yeah.
0: Got you. And it's interesting because some of your music, to me, sort of, uh, if you think about, like, you're at a party, but you're not necessarily happy to be there, and then you think about other people, other artists from Toronto, Drake, uh, The Weeknd, they also kind of have a little bit of, like, uh they're not always co- they're not always cocky and celebrating. They sort of have like a a dark and uh, sometimes low self-esteem side to their like they're yeah. very vulnerable yeah. in their art too. Do you, is there something about Toronto like something in the water there? I have no clue. Yeah, uh,
1: we're all just really sensitive people. <laughs> it's cold. Like, it's like, yeah. really cold, so I don't know. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, we're just always crying and it's sad. No, I think. I don't know, it's kind of weird, yeah, we all do have like a similar thing. I think there's definitely like this whole new wave of music coming out of Toronto now with like Drake, The Weeknd, B-Burner, like Shawn Mendes, me now, which is awesome. Um, A whole bunch of people, yeah, I think it's really cool. There's like this whole new wave and this whole sound, the party next door even, this whole really dark kind of vibe that I really like, but I don't think, I don't know if it's anything specific. I think Canada's overall happy. We're not that sad.
0: (laughs) And uh, also, you're, you're Italian on both sides, right? Yes, yes, Italian. And uh, how do you think, from what, what generation?
1: Um, both my parents, like, my parents are... They're from, from Italy. Yeah, my dad was born in Canada and then raised in Italy. And then my okay. mom was immigrated from Italy to Canada. That's what I heard. Yeah. They
0: were like, she's Italian-Italian. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like real Italian. like a little Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh,
0: how did that, does that influence your music at all? Or just, uh, you know, just in terms of your childhood...
1: Um, a little bit, I guess yeah, I mean, my mom always listened to like contemporary Italian music around the house and stuff, so maybe I picked up like there's a, like a big pop scene in Italy too, so maybe I picked some stuff up from that subconsciously, I guess. <laughs>
0: right or, or maybe not I don't know but yeah, um, but yeah
1: I think m- I might have maybe yeah. I don't really know, I did not really conscious of it, but I might have.
0: yeah and uh, there was also it, your, your lyrics are so honest. that's Thank a, you. one thing really just about life. and uh, I remember from an article that we did in Billboard uh, that you had this phase as a kid where you would lie all the time. Yeah. (laughs) You would make up crazy stories. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. I don't know why I did this. I really I don't have an answer, but I would lie all the time. I would make up stories. I loved just like, I guess I loved the idea of entertaining people. I always loved being an entertainer, and I I guess I hadn't really discovered singing yet. Um, So I thought a good way to entertain would be like telling fake stories that weren't true, and I would just do that all the time. I would lie, make up stories, write actual stories and i have just had a big imagination i guess i don't know it's pretty bad
0: <laughs> and um so when did you discover seeing you said that you didn't discover it at first it sort of took you a little bit of time so
1: um, well i always liked it and i was always doing it privately on my own but i never really realized i could make a career out of it or actually do it and i was always so shy to do it and i think it took me just getting older and growing up and getting more comfortable in my skin to be like okay I think I could do this. Like, this is possible, you know? So as I got older, I just got more and more determined and more focused. But as a kid, I was just like, oh, it's a hobby. But you can't really, you know, no real people do this for a living. Like, it's not, it's not going to happen to me. But as I got older, I was like, never mind. Yeah, it can. It can happen to me.
0: Wait, was there a moment that, when the light bulb went on when you first realized, okay, this is what I want to do?
1: Um... I don't know. I think I always just had that in the back of my mind, like this is what I wanted. You know, it was just a matter of could I do it or not? But I always knew that I was just meant to do it. I you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that I knew that I had and that I was just waiting for the right time to pursue it, I guess.
0: And when you first started pursuing it, at least in terms of the outside world, it was through YouTube, right? Yeah. You would do YouTube covers, uh Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> um what were some of the songs that you were first covered and that, you know, kind of set you on that path?
1: Um I think I posted one well it started on Facebook. I did one cover on Facebook of Adele's One and Only. Do you know that song? Yeah, I did that. That was the first time my like my family members and friends ever heard me sing. And then I went to YouTube and I sang Price Tag by Jesse J. And I love that song. I love Jesse J and too. And like but I had like this really crappy, awful guitar and I was playing it like on the neck. Like you know the I don't know why I was playing up here. Why it was so bad, but it's still up there. I didn't delete it, but so if you want to laugh, you can go all, scroll all the way to the bottom of my YouTube channel.
0: <laughs> and uh, so, how did it go from there? You have, I mean, like a lot of people, you have all these videos on YouTube. But when did it actually start to snowball and, and become something and become a career? How did that happen?
1: Um, I think for me, my story is a little bit different than you know your your. Typical I guess YouTube star because I was never a YouTube star at all like no one really knew who I was I never had like a viral video, but this production company still happened to just come across one of my videos And it was a cover that I did of sweater weather by the neighborhood Um, Yeah, have you heard their new album? It's so good Wiped Out, oh my God, it's so good. You guys should listen to that. I'm, I know I should be promoting mine. Know It was good as well, guys. Know It All's pretty good. Yeah, but that's a great album. Anyways, sorry, getting off topic. But I covered them, um, and they saw it. And long story short, they flew me and my dad out to New York to, to hear to sing for them, and I sang for them, and we started working together, writing my own music um, with this guy named Sebastian Cole. Shout out Sebastian Cole. He's awesome. And yeah, the, from there, I just really loved the songs we were making in the demo. so I started... Took my guitar, and I went to every label you could think of and, and tried to get signed. Kind of like a job interview, just waiting for them to call back. And that's how. Def Jam called back. So it was good. Right.
0: And how old were you at, at this time?
1: Um, I started making the songs and working with the production company when I was 17, and then I got signed to Def Jam. So that whole process was like took about a year trying to get signed, and then I got signed uh, when I was 18.
0: But when you got signed, you literally did not tell anyone, even like your... Friends in school, right? Yeah, H- I didn't tell dumb. anybody.
1: Uh. Um, because I I wanted to get by, like I wanted to get through high school as like an anonymous person. I didn't want to be like that girl who sings. And because my school wasn't very big either, so kind of everyone kind of knew everyone. And I just I just wanted to be anonymous. I didn't want to have that whole like, you know. And I, I wasn't sure if it was going to work either, so I didn't want to tell everyone like, hey, I'm going to get signed, and then not get signed, and then they'll see you working like, I don't know, at like a random store. <laughs> you know, so Yeah. Had you
0: even ever performed live yet at this point, or was it just on YouTube?
1: Um, at this point, I started simultaneously doing stuff, um, like little talent shows at school, open mics and things like that, just to get used to it. So a couple people knew I sang. Like Quite a few people actually knew that I sang at this point, but they didn't know what I was doing like after school, or, like, which was making these songs, going to the studio and stuff. Yeah.
0: I mean, in terms of, uh, you said you wanted to be anonymous, and then I think about here, which is also kind of wanting to be anonymous at a, par- or at a party, wanting yeah. to, like, disappear. Are, are you comfortable just with the idea of fame and being in the spotlight? Because in terms of some of these things you're saying, it seems like maybe you're not.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think that that part is just something I have to get used to. You know, I I've, I'm a creative. I like making music. I love performing it. But just having the attention on me for other reasons is always weird, like... It's just strange to me. That's just not something that I looked for. That's not something I aspire to do. It's just something that comes with what I love to do. So I have to get used to it. But I, I'm never, I, I'm not looking for that side of things. So I'll probably just, you know, s- stay kind of in the background <laughs> of things. Yeah. Well, has there
0: been like a mind-blowing brush with fame yet? Or when you're just like, oh my God, this is like, I am no longer anonymous. When did that sort of, uh, when did that light bulb go off?
1: Um, probably when, like, it hasn't happened a lot yet, but when people just recognize me, just me walking, like, there's no sign that I'm a singer, like, I don't have a guitar, I'm just walking, and they're like, oh my god, can I take a picture with you? It's amazing, and it's awesome, because it's about my music, and I know that because I haven't done anything else, I just put out music, and and that's what people are gravitating towards, so it's awesome, um, but it's still weird, it's like, whoa, I'm not anonymous anymore, like, my face is known to some people, and that's scary but amazing and it's it's a mixture of different emotions it's really weird strange <laughs> uh
0: how many like i can only imagine what it felt what it was like after drake posted a picture with you or did yeah. you picture, posted a picture with drake i don't remember which it was but I once did, you do anything with drake it. On, on he reposted yeah it, he then reposted. it's like then it's over
1: it's over it was <laughs> over it was like a drake filled night that night it was like all these things just happened at once he did like he like i met him And then he performed, and then he posted the picture, and then he, like, it was like, all these things just kept hitting me. I was like, oh, Drake, what? This is amazing, it was so crazy. It was just like, he just kept sneaking up on me the whole night, it was awesome. I love him, I'm like, such a big fan of his, and I guess he knew that, because I called him out in every interview possible until he met me. So I guess he just, like, initiated the, the meeting, and he was like, great to meet you, like, I'm a fan. I don't know if he was or not. Maybe he just lied. But he's awesome, so I'll take it. And then he posted the picture of us, which is so cool. I really, really like him. He's he's a great guy. You can't even tell that he's, like, Drake when you meet him. He's just like, Drake.
0: <laughs> and another huge person. I mean, he's kind of like the king of music in some ways, and the queen... Yeah. There's, you know, no offense to Beyonce fans out there, but maybe right now it's Taylor <laughs> Swift and Adele's about to have an album too. Uh-oh. But you know, uh, Taylor Swift also was a big co-signer of your career early on. Like yeah. uh, she tweeted about you, and that got you a ton of attention. What, what was that like?
1: That was awesome. She's so cool, and I feel like she's one of like the best songwriters and just one of the smartest people I think in the industry. With everything she does, she's so calculated and smart and obviously talented and so nice. So when I met her, I was like, is she going to be as nice as like I think she is? And she was 10 times nicer than I ever thought. She's incredible. It was so crazy. Oh my gosh, that was like the best night ever. Best Halloween ever, I would say. Was it on Halloween? It was. Did you, you like, it is was. Is this a prank, a Halloween Yeah, prank? a Halloween oh prank. God. No, yeah. it was real. Very much reality. It was awesome. It
0: wasn't someone dressed as Taylor Swift. It was actually Taylor Swift. No, it was actually Taylor right, Swift. Right, right.
1: Taylor cool. Swift dressed as Olaf, if you guys <laughs> must know, from, from uh, Frozen. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, so to bring it back to the album, you called it Know-It-All, which I actually thought was kind of a funny title for you because you're usually not, usually you don't, you're not a know-it-all. You're kind of like, uh, you know, unassuming. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't act like you know-it-all. So why did, why did you call it that?
1: Um, I think that's kind of a sarcastic slash ironic title for the album and I, when I was trying to come up with a name for it I was listening to all the songs and I was trying to think what's like the common thread between all these songs and I was thinking about it and I, I think this album is very much an album about like I said before growing up and with that comes themes of rebellion and vulnerability and confusion and just me as a teen sometimes I like to think that I know how life goes and I'm like no I, I got this like this is me and I'm so stubborn sometimes and I have all these opinions of how, how things are and then I've finally Find out very quickly that that's not how they are at all and I know absolutely nothing so this is basically me just saying here's a collection of your 10 songs and this is what I think I know about life but I really don't know but here you can listen to it and take my opinion and this is what I've learned I guess so far or what I think I've learned so it's kind of a sarcastic little title like I'm a know-it-all and it's, it actually comes from a line in my song called 17 that says Hey, thanks. <laughs> that says, um, I'm a know-it-all, I don't know enough. So that I think that line just sums up my whole life and the whole album. It's like, I'm a know-it-all, but I really don't know enough yet. That makes sense.
0: Who are some of the artists that influenced the album?
1: Um, I think um, probably artists that have indirectly influenced... Like, I, I didn't try... I, I really wanted to make this album different from from my influences because I didn't want to be cast as like, oh, you're like this person, especially because I'm new. But I think subconsciously, again, or maybe indirectly influenced just just everyone that I I listen to, whether it's Amy Winehouse, who's a huge influence on me, I love her, um, or Drake, or Ed Sheeran, or Frank Ocean, all these amazing songwriters that are just so visual. I like visual writing and I love clever writing. Taylor Swift is great at that too. So yeah, just a mixture, I guess different right. people
0: and Amy Winehouse is actually your favorite artist ever read right yeah
1: she's yeah she's my favorite I love her
0: did you get to see the documentary on her that came out this year
1: yes I saw twice it's so sad it is so sad you saw twice too yes I did didn't, did you notice things from this like the second time around that you didn't notice the first time absolutely that's how I was both times
0: me. I still cried yeah oh you yeah. cried I didn't yeah.
1: cry I've never cried to a movie before fun fact really I don't know why but I, I felt sad I just didn't actually shed tears
0: when is the last time that you cried
1: um, probably like a few days ago for something stupid. Like, I don't know. I don't even remember. Probably like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm <laughs> so frustrated. <laughs> well, like, nothing. <laughs> yeah.
0: How often do you feel overwhelmed about everything that's happening?
1: Um, quite often, I'm not going to lie. I, I think, it, it, again, just going from someone who did absolutely nothing and just stayed in her room all the time to somebody who's now traveling the world, literally, and never home, and it, you know, just becoming this person with a voice and somewhat of a public figure, that can be scary. But I think it's more amazing than anything. I th- and, and the good outweighs the bad, thankfully, which is great. And this is why I'm still doing it, why I'm still having fun doing it.
0: And you've gotten kind of to travel the world. What's the what's your favorite place that you've been to?
1: Uh oh my gosh. So many. I love Miami, which is kind of random but I love it. Um and what else? I love Paris as well, even though right now things are you know, not doing very I was actually just there, which is so sad. I can't believe it's wow. just heartbreaking. Yeah, I was just there. It's insane. But it is one of the most beautiful places and that's why it's so sad to see that. It's like, Oh my gosh. You think it's such a you know, peaceful beautiful place and sad anyways yeah but I think
0: especially for everyone like in the music industry the fact that a lot of it was at a concert hall
1: yeah you
0: know, is like just makes it hit home even more it's
1: scary yeah because you could have been playing there number one and number two you can just I can imagine just feeling for the people playing there like you might like I, I feel like I would take responsibility for that almost even though it's not their fault like I feel like if I was playing there I feel like, oh my gosh, you know, it's it's sad. It's very sad, but I'm um, praying for them, and life goes on. We just gotta hope for peace and hope people just figure out that, you know, they gotta be happy and love each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely really curious about your, your next album because this album is so based on kind of youth and growing up, and you are you know, growing up really fast and just seeing mm. these entirely new experiences. So I'm very curious about what your next album is going to sound like and if it's still going to be sort of inspired by your youth or, or inspired by what you've been through over the past couple of uh, And you know.
1: Um, so for next, I'm already thinking about it, to be honest. I know it's so weird because I just put out this one, but I guess it's a natural thing to think about the next, but I don't really know. I'm not really sure what I want it to be. It'll probably be, you know, this is about this phase in my life and the next one will probably be about that whatever phase that is. So either I'll go through like a horrible heartbreak and it'll be like sad, or maybe I have did figure stuff out about life and I want to share that, so I'll, it'll be really know-it-all. Or, I don't know, I, I guess we'll have to, we'll get back to that in like a couple months.
0: <laughs> I'm excited for that. Um, so we're actually gonna move on to the audience Q&A.
1: Yeah. Hi, Alessio. Hi. Um, so, uh, you're an amazing songwriter, Thank obviously, you. as we all know. And I'm I like I love to write songs myself, but I feel as though anytime after I write a song, I just like I go through like this state of like, oh, this is terrible. Like, Uh, why did I even write this? This is so generic. I hate it. So I was wondering, do you feel that, too? And if so, how do you like get over it? Oh my goodness, all the time. I'm the worst. I think, yeah, all the time. I always think that. You know, it's weird because I only just started writing songs like two years ago. I was never that person who was always writing songs. And I remember the first song I ever wrote by myself was Four Pink Walls, the one on the album and on the EP. And I was like, I was so nervous to do it. I was like, this is going to be so bad. And when I did it, I wrote it like on a crappy ukulele and it sounded so bad. And I just remember showing it to my family and my team and I was like, this is so bad. Like this, I can't deliver this. This is so bad. But I think once you just worry about the message you're trying to get across and because that message was so important to me, I just realized that it doesn't matter. You don't have to make a perfect song sometimes. It doesn't have to be perfectly clever or perfectly written. It's just, if it conveys a message and if it's simple, just keep it simple, convey the message and if it means something to you, then it can never be bad and that's, I think the message was important enough to me to put it out and it, it turned out pretty good, I think. I don't hate it now, so it's good. I like it now <laughs> and the production worked out in it. it's just simple and just get your message across and make sure it means something. That's, that's all I can say. But there's never going to be a time where you're going to be perfectly confident. I think it's just a natural thing as, a, as songwriters or as perfectionists to be like, oh, this is bad, but don't worry about it. I'm sure it's great. So thank you for your question. <laughs> I hope it helped. Hey, Alessia. Hi. Okay.
0: So um, did you have like any fear of rejection when releasing your songs? Because since your songs portray such truthful lyrics and have like a different personalities that most fans are not used to seeing famous people have like did you have any
1: fear of rejection that people are going to be like oh this is different like maybe it's like a different i don't really like like did you have a fear of that um i guess a little bit at first but then i just realized like different is good and there's so many new artists now that are showing that and it works because it's themselves, you know what I mean? And I, I felt like it didn't matter to me at that point because I just had so much I wanted to say and I'm too stubborn to not say it. So I said, let me just do it. And if people like it, they'll like it. And if not, you know, at least it was myself. I would rather put out something that was honest to me than conform and just make up something that I didn't like and put that out and be loved for it, you know? So I just thought it'd be, it was right in my heart to do that. So yeah, hope that answered your question. <laughs> Hi, Alessia. Hi. Um, my question to you is um, if you had any advice for girls who are growing up and had any insecurities about themselves. So, like, how to overcome, like, any self-doubt or, you know, low self-esteem problems. Yeah. Um, That's something that I... We used to go through and still go through all the time. I think every girl does, you know, whether you're in the music industry or you're not. It's it's something that's just so frustrating to me, and I have a song about that called Scars to Your Beautiful. I'll play that right now, soon. But anyways, I think it's just so important to shut off all the noise because there's two main reasons for like for self-esteem being lowered, and that's other people and ourselves. And I think we do it to ourselves a lot of the time. And the second you start saying, I am good enough and I am confident in myself, then everyone will see that they the... They, they, they have nothing to say after, you're like unstoppable because you believe in yourself and it doesn't matter what people say. So turn off all the noise, don't, don't bring yourself down because then everyone else will think they can do that to you too. It's, it starts from you, I would say, so yeah. Hey there. Hi. As a Canadian artist, do you feel that you face some barriers that non-Canadians don't face? And uh, if you did, how did you overcome them and make it to the mainstream world? Um, Good question. Yeah, I think a lot of the time people believe that you know, if you're Canadian, you have to go to, like, you have to move far away, like, to L.A. or New York to make it or something. And I'm glad that I didn't have to do that. Um, And I think now, I think social media is really breaking those barriers and putting stuff online because now location doesn't really matter anymore. Music can be from anywhere, and I'm glad. And I also think Canadians are kind of like the underdogs a little bit. We have a lot to prove. So, you know, if you hear, oh, you're Canadian, I feel like I have to prove myself a little bit more. But I'm glad that once I do, people are shocked about it and they're happy, and I'm just glad that things are kind of changing for us canadians is good yeah how you doing hi i'm good. a huge fan your album is amazing by thank the way. you so <laughs> thank i work you. at a high school in brooklyn and um your song scars to your beautiful is you know reaching a lot of the students i let some of the students hear it and i thought it'd be important we actually had a student just perform it at our event Oh, so, awesome! so as an artist how does it feel that a song like that is reaching to young teens that's awesome. You know that, especially with that song, I wanted people to, to listen. I needed people to listen. You know, I'm I'm now given a platform and I'm given a voice, so I want to say something important because it's more than just entertainment to me. This is I'm, I want to say something. So the fact that people are really taking it in and seeing it as more than just music is all I've ever wanted. So I'm so glad and thank you for telling me that. That's awesome. I'm, that's all I've ever wanted that song to do. So and all my songs to do. So thank you. It's good. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your questions.